0: This podcast is part of the Michigan Sports and Entertainment Podcast Network. Go to michigansportsandentertainment.com for more great podcasts. And now, on with the show. Hey, everyone, welcome to We're Watching Here! We're Watching Here! This is Opinionated Movie Talk with Chris and Perry. My name is Chris Williams. With me is the Donald O'Connor to my Gene Kelly. Perry Cyber. Hi, everybody. What's up, Make man? him laugh. Make him laugh. Make him laugh. Make him laugh. <laughs> <laughs> This is our musical episode, and we are going to sing the whole way through it.
1: Uh, oh,
0: get your earplugs out now, people. <laughs> have you ever heard, I don't know if you've ever sat and watched the uh, director's commentary to the motion picture classic Step Brothers? <laughs> but <laughs> I did at some point, I
1: believe, but I don't know Bill the story. Bill
0: Farrell and Adam McKay and John C. Riley improvised the entire commentary as a musical. Okay, that's really good. It is the craziest thing. I
1: should probably cue this up. They
0: have a whole song devoted to the the rubber balls that Will Ferrell has to wear in the movie. That's fantastic. It it, it is great. Uh, Today is a musical episode. Uh, We're going to get to our list of the top... Post two thousand and on twenty first century musicals uh, in just a moment. But Perry, what have you
1: been watching? I have uh, been watching a twenty first century musical. Oh, great! great. Uh, I checked out Donald Glover's Guava Island. Oh, okay, which that is on last week. It pre- Yeah, it premiered at Coachella. Okay, uh, he made it on the slide. No one knew he. They knew he was doing something, and mm-hmm. that Rihanna was involved. But no, what? And then suddenly, boom! Okay. At the beginning of Coachella, here's a new movie. Uh, starring Donald Glover, written by his brother Steven, directed by the same director who made the This is America video. And okay, okay. It's a lot of the same Atlanta crew. Uh, and it is this... It's a 55-minute, <laughs> an old-fashioned six-reeler uh, um, musical that takes... Uh, there's three numbers... Uh, mm-hmm. One of them is a sort of redo of "This Is America." Okay, uh, that is about uh, a, a man in the titled uh, titled uh, location, Guava Island. He works; he's a radio personality and a musician. And uh, it turns out, you get right at the top, you get the history of Guava Island, which is very important. I won't go into it. Okay, but uh, Guava Island is run by uh, um, uh, a sweatshop owner who all the people on the island are employed making clothing. And uh, basically, the main character, played by Donald Glover, wants to throw this big festival so that everybody can have this amazing night of partying and celebrating life in the streets. And uh, the big head honcho doesn't want him to do it. That's the basic drama. That's okay. the setup. Uh, and it is uh, just like Atlanta and just like uh, everything associated with Donald Glover. It is not quite what you expect. It okay. is really wonderfully musical. He is, for me, just... Effortlessly engaging. I love I've, Donald Glover. I've okay. been a Donald Glover fan since Community.
0: Oh, you're a Glover lover.
1: I'm a Glover lover. Okay. I am a Glover lover. Uh, it's really good. Check it out. And like I said, 55 minutes, people. We are in and out. This is a film that does not overstay its welcome. It's on Amazon, right? It is. It's okay. str- And it's on Prime.
0: Oh, on great. Amazon. I will have to watch it. I do like Donald Glover. I have not caught up with Atlanta. Um, I need to. That's in my queue on Hulu. It's just a show I haven't been able to go back and watch. Uh, but I need to because I like Donald Glover. Uh, like you said, community. If I ever need a quick laugh, I will
1: just go to YouTube and find Troy crying from <laughs> Community, and it, it never fails. Um, he, um, he's the centerpiece for my favorite episode, which is not to say it's the funniest episode. I don't know. Were you a, we were never talking about this? Were you a big Community fan? Did you? I love Community. Along? Yes. The episode where he has his birthday and they drive around and it's the, it's mocking all the episodes where I mean, it's mocking all the sitcom episodes where people would drive around and they would be no uh, there'd be awkward non laugh track moments well, that's what they were doing throughout I
0: remember that this. I remember the one where him and Abed were at the restaurant the whole time and that was Abed's <laughs> birthday uh, because it has the great thing where he looks at the menu at the very end <laughs> cuz he's going to pay for the meal he looks at the menu and he starts crying he's like they said it was market price what market are you shopping at? <laughs> I was, I, Community is a show that is due for a revisit for me, so I'll have to see that. Um, and I don't ever think I saw the last season of Community. Nightmare, oh, me either. But, um, which I actually when heard it went it was to good. Google or whatever. I it was Yahoo, whatever. I believe. But they're all on Hulu now, so I need to see that because I heard it actually ended fairly well. Um, mine is also a musical, uh, but mine is not on any screen yet. Uh, I went to Chicago a few weeks ago. And I finally saw Hamilton, Um, (laughs) uh, which to me, this was a huge deal because I was obsessed with Hamilton for a solid year. Uh, It was all I listened to when I wrote. Um, I devoured everything I could get. I have the book they put out with the annotated lyrics (laughs) and the whole whole thing. And I kept being thwarted in all my attempts to get get, uh, tickets to it. And so we went to Chicago a few weeks ago, and our hotel was two blocks down from the theater. Yep. I got up at 11 in the morning, or 10 in the morning when the box office opened, waited an hour for tickets to come up. We got center orchestra seat tickets for more than half off. Beautiful. And it was great, and it was the rare thing where... It was better than I had hoped it would be. It it, it is so good and brilliant, and it went from being a bucket list to a bucket list. I have to see it again. So (laughs) I loved it, Um, and it it kind of fueled my whole desire to talk about this uh, because I think we are in an age where the musical is. I don't want to say it's making a huge comeback. Um, You know, it's not as ubiquitous as it was in like the '50s or anything. Certainly, but they're easier to find. And I think they've been pretty good in the last twenty years. I or would so. agree. Um, and whether it's been in the movies or I don't know if you've seen the TV show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend.
1: It's it's I w- I need to see more of it. But yes,
0: I need to do the last season. But I, I love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Uh, so I thought it'd be really fun to talk about. I know you're a big musical
1: fan. I am. I am a I, I am particularly a fan of movie musicals. Uh, I'm going to betray this prejudice in a moment, but I I firmly believe that. The, for the most part the best movie musicals are original movie musicals I don't think stage adaptations work as well generally speaking I I don't this is not a sweeping statement I'm going to invalidate this momentarily in a bunch of ways obviously but on the whole I prefer the, the two greatest movie musicals for me ever far and away a clear, however much yardage, feet, miles mm-hmm. you want ahead of everything else, uh, is Singing in the Rain Okay. and uh, Bob Fosse's All That Jazz. I, I think, totally agree with Singing in the Rain. I think these two films are unfathomably great. They are among the ten greatest films ever made. Sure. Um, uh, and maybe that's colored my opinion on this over the years. But looking at this list of stuff we're going to talk about. Yeah, um... I'm looking at I'm looking at my list and uh, you know two of the three that I chose to talk about. Well, we we cheated on this one, right? Because we did we, cheat on this. Yeah, so we
0: three from each of us plus one that we share. At the and
1: end. It's, this is a fifty fifty split for me. Two of them are film originals, and two of them are, are annotations.
0: adaptations. Okay. Um, I believe are all originals. Um, yeah, I I kind of share your belief without even having thought of it um, <laughs> because when I went to do my list for this, I so will get into how we chose them, but. I didn't end up... like I really didn't even give much of a consideration to... Oh, should uh, Into the Woods be on my list? Because it should not be on my list. Uh, Should Sweeney Todd be on my list? I like Sweeney Todd, but... It was not even in consideration for me. Hairspray, same thing. I like Hairspray in Chicago. They just... I don't think they're as good as any of the movies I picked. And... I, I, I Singing in the Rain is... Brilliant. Um... But yeah, same thing. I love a good music movie, movie musical. Um, what were your rules for getting your list? Because it's kind of gets hazy. What is a musical?
1: Uh, I have I have a pretty strict rule for this. Uh, I wanted I wanted to be pretty strict uh, with musicals. Musicals for me require the songs have to either advance character or plot, and there needs to be a few of them. Okay, yeah. Toy Toy Story 2 is not a musical as great as the single greatest musical sequence you'll find, (laughs) song that you'll find in any Pixar movie. Yeah. Smack dab in the middle of that movie. Uh, So that was really it. And honestly, I came up with three immediately, uh, checked in with you. Mm-hmm. And then we found out the one that we agreed with, and agreed we'll each pick one more, and that one came to me pretty quickly. Yeah, and then I started looking at a lit I then I was like, okay, well, let's see if I truly just forgot something, and started looking at lists of 21st century musicals. And no, I had the four best ones.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I went and looked at the list again. Say, I did the same thing, and I'm like, no, my rules were basically it has to be diegetic, obviously, it has to be sung by the characters. It doesn't have to be for me a Break into song in the middle of the street movie. Like as long as the songs are in the movie and the characters are singing them and it's tied into their emotions, I'm good with it. I really wanted to fudge this rule because I wanted to find a way to fit Baby Driver on there, <laughs> um, which is a movie I really like. Which but is, is not a musical and
1: not an unreasonable instinct. And, I'm okay with this. act. If you had you put it, I would not have. I would not have called you on I it. I really okay.
0: wanted both Edgar Wright
1: musicals, uh, that <laughs> and Scott
0: Pilgrim, which. I came close with Scott Pilgrim, but that didn't have quite enough songs for me. Um, I appreciate
1: that. I but, would have called you on that one,
0: yes. Yeah, but I, I do like that movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I. And I didn't end up with any Broadway adaptations. It's kind of kind of crazy. Um, so obviously, we will save the uh, we'll save the one we both agreed on till the very end. Except spoiler alert, it's The Greatest Showman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it has to be right.
1: I had to decide on a Zac Efron movie. It was going to be either that or High School Musical 3. And I went I went with Greatest Showman, people. I'm sorry. I, I will... It's
0: not on my list. I will go to bat that I like The Greatest Showman. I do not like any moment in it where they stop singing. And I do not, for a second, buy the story at all. It is a pop album where they tried to connect it with plot. And it doesn't work. But... It's an entertaining movie that doesn't work for me, but I,
1: I like it in spite of itself. I but. don't hate it, but I was not entertained by it, and I found it incredibly problematic even in the moment. Steve <laughs> uh, <laughs> Barnum is just a good guy.
0: But anyways, let's... <laughs> more less about what doesn't work what does yes. work what is on your list let's start with you number
1: 1 uh well, I'm or, gonna go, or whatever i going to go reverse cuz i want to okay. save my number. cuz my number one is one of my uh, is one of my favorite films of this decade okay, sorry i'm going to wait on that one i might go uh i will go with the uh, the more obvious uh <laughs> anyway we're going to start with uh, the adaptation of John Cameron Mitchell's Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Okay. Which is actually coming to Criterion this summer. Oh, nice. If you've never nice. seen it, I'm sure they will do a fabulous job with it. And it's a film that I'm sure needs a cleaning up. It was made very inexpensively mm-hmm. in the heyday of indie film in the uh, early 2000s. Uh, it, is a, it was a one-man show. The musical was a one man show where it was uh, sort of a concert by Hedwig, and uh, where you learn Hedwig's life story. Uh, I will get, uh, please don't ding me for bad pronouns in this particular review. Yeah, it it gets tricky. Uh, And uh, Hedwig, uh, you learn Hedwig's very tortured history, uh, both physically and emotionally, uh, over the course of uh, ten or twelve really, really great original Mm -hmm. songs. Uh, that are done in a variety of really great sales. It's still a rock musical, first and foremost. Uh, The film, which Mitchell directed and stars in, does a fantastic job of opening up the story. You would never know if you'd you'd only been familiar with the movie that was a one-man show. Uh, And it just works. It is a film that thematically was way ahead of the curve dealing with... Uh, all of the gender stuff that is now mainst- mainstream, at least talked about in the mainstream, mm-hmm. uh, talking about cisgender stuff and f- uh, finding identity and finding identity through music when you can't find it in your own given yeah. gender. It's 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 really smart. It's way fun. John Cameron Mitchell is excellent and has gone on to make really interesting movies. Uh uh, I really liked is it Short Bus. I think it's Short Bus is the name of the movie. I'm trying to think of yes, it. Yes, yep, Short Bus. Uh, and I, he's, he's just done good work consistently, and he's really smart about it. Uh, and this is a great movie musical. And it's a, like I said, it's a great movie musical adapted from a one person musical, which shouldn't work at all. I don't know how you adapt that. But that's the thing. He opens up to the medium and lets the medium. Accent everything that's good in his show and augment it, and doesn't think I'm doing this because this is uh uh the example I always like to bring up is John Huston, is fantastic film director, yeah. one of the best we ever had, just a perfect workman like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean could do anything yeah. right, except if you see Annie. Where he does not know how to direct the musical. And it's because he knows enough that the camera moves, and the camera moves all the time in Annie. And the camera moves all the time in Annie because the camera's supposed to move in a musical, right? 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 The camera's supposed to move, right? We don't know why it's moving. There's no thematic reason it should be moving. It just moves to move for the sake of movement. Uh, And that's what Mitchell doesn't fall into here. The camera moves, don't get me wrong. It's a cinematic movie. But he plays with... Editing in really fun ways, and yeah. he gets to have a cast around him, which he doesn't in the original one man show. To be fair, there's a band in the one man show, but they okay. don't have parts. It is it is. So him he a relationship his with his drummer in the show, it, it, not like not like they okay. do it, not not in the way you'd think about it. Okay, if he's, he's, it's not. Him. It, it's. There are They don't stop and have scenes. Yeah. Where there's drama, there is. It is. You are watching a concert. Okay. In the in the in the original in the original production okay. of, well, of Hedwig and the Angry Inch, it's it's great. Check it out. I am really glad you put
0: this on your list because I had not seen it. And so when I knew it was going to be on your list, I'm like. Why haven't I seen this movie? So I went on Amazon and I read oh, it. I'm so happy! And you are absolutely right to put out This is a fantastic movie. I put on the I a- love this. Um, and, and the thing I love... Taking my yeah, wig down from the, the, the show. The fact that you, you just told me it, it's mainly him on stage the whole movie. You would not guess it by this. This no. is a. This movie has a... Not a full cast, but it's a pretty... You know, it's a pretty well populated movie. yes. Uh, I you know I had I knew there was a Broadway show, um, but if you had told me this was an original movie for the screen, I, I would have thought because Absolutely. the animated sequences fit really well. <laughs> uh-huh. um, John Cameron Mitchell is, that is a hell of a performance. Yes, that that is. It would be so easy in the wrong hands. This movie could be a joke, which would be very dangerous. But it is so empathetic like i you know roger ebert has that quote movies are machines that generate empathy i don't know yeah. a lot of people who are you know trans or um i don't know people in that situation and to be able to watch this movie and feel like oh yeah i i kind of i understand how this character feels i yeah. understand what they're struggling with i watched it with the captions on um which because i knew i'm like i'm not gonna i'm watching this on headphones i'm not gonna be able to understand all the lyrics All those lyrics are so brilliantly about things like you said. We're talking about right now about gender identity and the confusion. And I I just, yeah, I really was moved by it. I I was overjoyed by it. It It's so much fun. Um, There's that great side. The song you were just
1: singing where the trailer, the wall of the
0: trailer falls down it,
1: it, to make a stage, yeah, but they all in the performance, and you follow the bouncing wig,
0: yeah, uh, and then, <laughs> then they have the audience sing along. Yes, And this feels on the one hand. I think Roger Ebert in his review said, "Oh, this is going to be the next, um, the next uh, uh, what Rocky Horror Picture Show," and I feel like this is a little more sincere than something like that, where it, it's not a midnight movie. It's just a genuinely good movie, and I'm yeah. not, I'm not surprised if it's a midnight movie that people flock to see. But it's just on its own, There's no, you don't have to smirk at this movie. This is a genuinely great movie, and the songs are great. Uh, yeah, I, I was really glad I watched it. Uh, very good pick.
1: For me, the only, uh, the only association I would make to Rocky Horror is that had Rocky Horror been made 20 years after it was, yes. Tim Curry would have been nominated for an Oscar sure, for Best right. Actor. Yeah. And had this been made 10 years after it was, John Cameron Mitchell would have been nominated for Best Actor. I, I, I'm thoroughly convinced. I was it's, shocked
0: to go back and see when this was made. Yeah. And realized it was 2000 because it does feel so contemporary. Yeah, uh, it works. It, it's, yeah, it, it's great. Um, great choice. It definitely belongs on the list. It probably should have bumped one of mine off. Uh, but it, it is really good. Um, mine is different. Uh, my first one is different. It is Moana, which is about as different from Hippoly the Angry <laughs> as you can get. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. And the reason why is I, I started putting my list together and I realized... I really got to see if there's a Disney movie I can put on here. Because I think Disney has been synonymous with movie music for decades. You know, Mary Poppins. Absolutely. Bedknobs and Broomsticks, all the way to Beauty and the Beast. And I was really curious. Is there something that I would hold up in this century that would fit alongside that? And really, there's not a lot of choices. Um, I, I enjoy Frozen. But... There might be one song in there I know, like that I go back and hear, and I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of like that song. Uh, Tangled, same way. I'm I actually not a fan of Tangled I at hate all. Tangled. <laughs> um, I really I, hate Tangled. <laughs> Mary Poppins Returns is a movie that I saw, <laughs> and I can confirm exists, and I, I I enjoyed, but I didn't really think of it again. And Into the Woods is a movie that just sits there for me. Like, it's
1: we actually disagree on this. Oh, really? You like Into the Woods? I actually really like Into the Woods. Oh, it, I th- not not enough that it was yeah. near my list, but I, I Into the Woods was so much better than I expected. Okay, it, it that I, I actually really enjoy it.
0: Uh, even in, in, before we were talking to you, you said that there was a movie you thought I'd have on my list that there isn't, and I'm gonna say I bet it was The Muppets. No. Oh, okay. Because I considered The Muppets for reasonable, this very you, good songs in there. Very good songs, but. I guess I'm always comparing it to the Muppet movie. Yeah. Um, plus, I think there are only a few where I have gone back and listened Like I to the songs that there are a few clunkers in that one. Uh, Chris Cooper rapping is not my favorite thing <laughs> in the world. Uh, but, but I went with Moana. Um, my daughter has, in the last year, come to love Moana. And she watches it repeatedly. And it might be the only movie she watches repeatedly where I'm like, that doesn't annoy me. And I think a lot of it is because I really... Love the music in there. I think it really feels like something that would fit in the Disney songbook. That feels also a little bit different. There's not a love ballad in there. Um, I really like Lin Manuel Miranda's contributions to it. Uh, I really like "You're Welcome," which you know it's not a rapping Chris Cooper, but it's a rapping Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) Uh, I I really I love that song. Uh, I love uh, Jermaine Clement has has a song that's a lot of fun. I like the ballad that keeps. You know weaving through how far i'll go um it, it's just it's a really unique and fun disney movie that i really enjoy I, I greatly enjoy and i i saw it when it came out and i reviewed it and i gave it a favorable review but not anything spectacular and it is a movie i go back i hear the music i watch the movie again and i'm like yeah i undersold that when it came out this is this is a really damn good movie
1: uh, it's uh, it's a movie that just sits there for me. Really? I, okay. I did not okay. care for Moana much at all when okay. I saw it. Uh, everything that Lin-Manuel Miranda, who I love, contributed felt like stuff that were ideas that were discarded from Hamilton oh, okay. for yeah, me. I, I, love um, them, I don't remember any of the songs from it. I, I saw the theater. Um, for me, if I'm going to make the argument, and I think, it's, but I think you're absolutely right. Again, I, I this is a taste issue. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's bad. It just yeah. doesn't work for me. Uh, if you're going to make that case for a Disney musical and I do think I, I think I think it's right to I think it's good to especially because uh, Pixar doesn't do musicals no they don't they, they have songs but they're not musicals I, I think it's hard to overlook Frozen if only for this reason um, Disney had no idea they did not know what they no, had. They, did not. they had this female-centric story and had no idea how to sell it. Mm-hmm. They hid the fact that it was a musical. That it's a real musical. I mean, yeah. in all the ways I we're talking about. That it is a yeah. stop the presses. We're going to sing a song to advance the plot and reveal character musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that the songs... I mean, you had... A, 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 an inarguable you know, standard has come from it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and but, I can also name three other songs in it that I really like, actually. Well, the other movie <laughs> my daughter
0: watches over and over again is Frozen. And I don't feel kindly about hearing uh, "Let It Go" over and over. Again. I understand and, and, and that. And, and
1: I don't think Frozen's <laughs> a great movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, no. I, I am not arguing that. It, but from a historical standpoint, wow, I think it's I, it, I think it's a pretty. Imp- if we're going to talk about the importance of keeping the concept of the musical mm-hmm. alive in in movies, it's hard to overlook Frozen. I, I think I think it's important. It's worth mentioning. Sure. And sure. It's, and I, I, that would that would bump off anything else from Disney for me in this conversation. Sure. Not that it's on my list. <laughs> Oh. <sighs> Although I do love to point out because I, like I love useless <laughs> trivia, I love yeah, useless yeah. trivia. When uh, when, uh, when that guy won, when that song won, when when uh, Let It Go won, mm-hmm. and the guy who wrote that, the couple that's married that wrote it, the guy became he he got his egot with that. Yeah, yeah. He became the I think he became the youngest egot winner oh, ever. Really, and since then he has double egoted, really becoming the. Youngest person to double EGOT as well, and maybe the only person to double EGOT. It's 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 it gets Did ugly. Tracy
0: Jordan gets a double EGOT. He or? did
1: not. He did not. <laughs> Although if Lin Manuel Miranda, if Lin Manuel Miranda win, if win, when Lin Manuel Miranda wins an Oscar, he will be the only person in history to have golden EGOTed uh, and gotten a MacArthur Grant. Wait, what's a golden guy? That's when you win a Golden Globe, Anthony. Wow, he... <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Well, and, uh, and a Pulitzer. He
0: has a Pulitzer, too. He does
1: have Pulitzer. He's got him. So we're waiting for that. That'll be the greatest resume in history. Yes. And yes. he'll win
0: an Oscar at some point. And I love Louisville Moran. As I, do I. He's he
1: great. As do I. Uh, he
0: might get that Oscar with um, uh, In the Heights. He, he might.
1: something new for that. He might. So, what is your second movie? My second movie is a film no one has seen. Oh, great. <laughs> From a director... Uh, who's not known as a director okay. who's made nothing but interesting and good movies okay. John Turturro alright uh, if you've never seen a John Turturro film see one they are very they're all very different they're all very good okay. this is a man who knows his own history knows his Italian history and knows his film history and he has made films that are of very different pieces all the way around, and they're all really interesting, even though they may be of varying degrees of quality. They're all worth seeing. Okay. In uh, the early 2000s, he made a film called Romance and Cigarettes that uh, stars James Gandolfini okay. as a blue collar Brooklyn dude. He's married to Susan Sarandon, who's a blue collar Brooklyn lady, and he's having an affair with a young trollop played by Kate Winslet. Oh my gosh. And they go the pennies from heaven route. Basically, they lip-sync to traditional songs, okay. to like 40s and 50s. Yeah. Songs. This is a film full of passion and love of music, and it is a kitchen sink musical that, uh, again, it's it's one of those things where this will either work for you or it won't. Okay. <laughs> and I will tell you that it works for me beautifully. I think it's an incredibly entertaining film. Uh, Gandolfini is... It, it, the, the, on, the, the only disappointment of James Gandolfini dying so young... Uh, that no one talks about is the fact that it left Tony Soprano as a giant shadow over everything he would ever yeah, do. Nice. And he was a phenomenal actor yes. uh, who could do so much and had one of the great voices. I don't mean singing voices. I just mean one of the great voices mm-hmm. in, uh, I will go so far as to say film history. His, his voice of work in Where the Wild Things Are is spectacular. and oh, should be yeah. studied. For how to use your voice really well. He did, he did it as Tony Soprano, too. You're paying attention. Um, he's a stage actor who knew how to calibrate for the mm-hmm. screen. He's wonderful. And Sarandon's wonderful. And Kate Winslet is a, a slutty trollop and fantastic in it. And how have I
0: never heard of this It's movie? because
1: no one saw it. It disappeared. Uh, I remember when it came out. I made a point to go see it the, mm-hmm. the minute it was playing uh, in Ann Arbor. Uh Uh, uh, if I remember correctly Roger Ebert wrote a rave four star review for it if I remember correctly okay, Uh, it's hard to find I don't know if it's easily available uh, even to (laughs) rent on streaming services it's just
0: that cast my ears are perfect it's
1: really good and even if you don't like you'll be like okay uh, you, you you see why Turturro yeah. wanted to make it and you saw how he could take a musical and he made he has made other musical movies mm-hmm. uh, that are going tight he did whole. he's got a whole movie about opera that's fantastic <laughs> like, oh, yeah. so, yes Um is a really interesting filmmaker uh, yeah romance and cigarettes uh, hard to find worth digging out in the old days you would have found it you know buried in the in the VHS musical section yeah. and you would have taken a flyer on it. Harder to find these days. I don't know if it even ever came out on DVD. It probably did. It was in the heart of when DVDs came out. It may be floating around somewhere. It's a it's it's just this wonderful little gem that, that I would I would uh, you know don't pay an arm and a leg for it. I'm not telling <laughs> you it'll change your world, but you've never seen it and it's it's worth seeing. I will always chase out a uh, James Gandolfini. Performance. It's great. Um,
0: I, it, this isn't a musical, but I will just I will get it out there for our listeners. If you have not seen enough, said. See Enough Said. Uh, that is the romantic comedy he did with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh my God, yes! Which is a fantastic movie. That I, it came out, I think, after his death. Yeah. and I, yeah, like it's a wonderful performance. It's a wonderful film, and I have been re- like not revisiting, but uh, watching for the first time Sopranos over the year. And we have so much
1: to talk about, Chris.
0: And I've only gotten through the first season, and then I keep getting <laughs> sidetracked with other things. But I need to dive back into that because. He is so good in that and I love yeah. anything he pops up in um, yeah, yeah so that's a good choice I will I will definitely have to check that out uh, what has ever happened John Turturro wasn't he directing like a movie about his big Lebowski character yeah that's coming this year okay yes okay. I, yeah that happened okay I knew that was <laughs> happening but I also know it was supposed to have happened like three years ago and I'd heard nothing else about it I believe it is coming out this year okay okay I'll have to keep an eye out for that one Um, So my movie is different. Um, It is a movie from last year that, again, I don't think many people saw. I don't think it got much of a theatrical release. uh, But you can find it now on streaming. It is a movie called Anna and the Apocalypse. (laughs) And this is a Scottish movie by Tom McPhail. Uh, This is the weird combination of teen musical comedy, (laughs) Christmas movie... And zombie film. <laughs> and it sounds like all those tastes should not go together. And it works so well. Um, it is about a group of teenagers who over uh, over the night of their Christmas program at school, there's a zombie apocalypse and they have to survive it, get back to the school. Um, and it's told in song. And the key is that while the movie's really funny... It's not a joke. This isn't a. This isn't like kind of a grindhouse concept where it's like, "Ha, see how funny this is." It's zombies, but they're singing. It's actually a very earnest movie. Excellent. Um, the zombie stuff in there works very well, uh, and the music stuff works very well. And it's not singing zombies. There's one song about killing zombies. But the songs are all about the isolation you feel as a kid, and you know the loneliness and the fear of the future waiting for you. And then you have that kind of hope and fear, coupled with the end of the world, and your world is falling around, around falling down around you. Your parents aren't going to be there to catch up for you, and it really kind of mingles the loss of hope and holding on to uh, holding on to well, hope. Um, as the world's kind of coming apart. And I really, I love this movie. It is, the music is very much high school musical-ish, which kind of fits the genre, but it's fun. Um, there is a Christmas song in there that is one of the most cleverly dirty Christmas songs I've heard. <laughs> uh, it's it's often very funny, but it's very heartfelt. It's And the whole theme is about holding on to hope. And I love that. I'm kind of a sucker for those themes in movies. I think it deals with it better than... The Walking Dead ever dealt with it. Uh, it it's a really interesting mashup. Um, Ella Hunt as Emma is so go- No, her name is not Emma. It's Anna because it's Anna in the Apocalypse. <laughs> but I wrote down Emma and I don't know why. Um, but It happens. Yes, but she is fantastic. Uh, I, I think it's, it, it's just got the courage to say we're this weird little thing and we're going to be it and we're not treating it as a joke. Uh, we're just going to make this, and it's good, and I really like it. It's going to be kind of a perennial uh, Christmas revisit for me. I heard
1: nothing but wonderful things, and it got by me last year. I still haven't seen it. it. Got by a lot of people. I need to see it. I'm, I'm sure it's grandly entertaining.
0: It's really good. I, I heard someone describe it as Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land. <laughs> I would say, probably more accurate, is Shaun of the Dead meets High School Musical. Oh, okay. Um... Because the, the, unlike La La Land, this actually has music all the way through it. But, um, and the people can sing. But uh, but it, it's, it's a really fun little movie. Again, it's, it's kind of like romance and cigarettes. It's not going to change your world. But it's fun. It's a diversion. And I, I give them all the credit in the world for scripting together the money to put this out and delivering something that much fun.
1: Excellent. So your third movie. All right. I almost want to say this. I'd almost rather share our shared one and then get into this because I'm going to talk about a film that I could talk about for hours. Um, It is a film – it is an adaptation uh, of a musical by Jason Robert Brown, who's a fantastic, fantastic songwriter uh, for the musical theater. He did a small piece called The Last Five Years. Okay, yes. Which is, uh, it tells the story of a relationship. It is a two person musical. It's a two person sung through musical on stage. Uh, The gimmick, and gimmick is far too weighty a word, the structure is a much better word for it, is her songs are told, are sung in reverse chronological order throughout Mm -hmm. the relationship, and his are forward. Okay. So the very first song is the song she sings after he has left. Right. And then the first song after that is the song where he has fallen madly in love with her. Yes. And you are pistol whipped emotionally back and forth (laughs) throughout the movie... Because of this structure yes. and throughout the stage play, if you bother to see it. Uh, it was adapted by Richard LaGravines, the great Richard LaGravines, who we talked about extensively in a Robin Williams episode. Yeah. He wrote The Fisher King. He uh, wrote this adaptation, not that he changed a word of the songs. Okay, a couple of words changed. Uh, he makes he makes a modern reference, and uh, they, they change one celebrity name. Okay. Okay. Uh, but he figured out, he had the conception for this, he figured out, he saw it, he said, I think I know how to do this visually. Mm-hmm. Uh, this film opened on Valentine's Day, I want to say 2015, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. uh, and disappeared. Like It did so poorly in New York and L.A. that they never bothered pushing it out around okay. the country. Uh, I saw it in Toronto the year before that, uh, not knowing what it was. I mm-hmm. went in just because I knew it was a new Richard the okay film. Uh, the movie stars Anna Kendrick and Jeremy Jordan. They are your two yeah. leads. Uh, if there were uh, any sort of justice or rightness in the world, Anna Kendrick would have won an Oscar for Best Actress. She is startling in this. The first two songs alone, she would have had it. If you can give Anne Hathaway an Oscar for crying and singing at the same time, you better <laughs> give Anna Kendrick one for doing every conceivable emotion on the planet in two songs, unbelievably. Um, I love this. I, I I I gush. I need to stop gushing and talk about why it's so good. Um, it's so good because Jason Robert Brown's songs are full of words that are that sound like conversation. That's not to say this is dialogue. These are just everyday words. These there aren't any fancy highfalutin things going on here. Mm-hmm. He's not straining to find a rhyme. This feels like conversation. Again, this is not an opera. They're not talking, and they're not singing dialogue back and forth. These are songs.
0: Right, it's a sung through.
1: It is a uh, sung yeah. through musical. They do not, with rare exception, they, are, they don't sing at the same time. Mm-hmm. They sing, there's a couple songs where they sing they are, that are duets but not in the traditional bombastic, they're both hitting the same big note at the end moment. Uh, uh, I I marvel at this film every time I see it and I've seen it, I've probably seen this film a dozen times. Okay. Uh, easily
0: wow in four years yeah I, wow. I've, I
1: can go back to this film at any point okay. I show this film to people I make people fall in love with this film okay. and then they want to rewatch it again uh, it is a film where emotionally you will run the gamut between them you will find them both Incredibly lovable, and you will find them both horrible. And your opinion may change depending on if you have had a fight that day with someone you love or not. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I have, I have gone back and forth about who is to blame for this falling apart. Uh, no surprise that their relationship falls <laughs> apart. That's the lead song, yes, folks. Sorry, yes. Um, I just I, I, and and musically, the really smart thing is that Jason Robert Brown, uh, and th- not just the lyrics, the music is wonderful. Uh, it ends exactly where it begins. The musical theme comes back around at the yep. very end mm-hmm. and closes off right where it begins. And we're just left there. Just as the movie does because as the, stru- the structure of the show, as I explained, does. It ends just before that first song she's going to sing when they've mm-hmm. broken up. Right. And so, just like with the previous episode we ta- when we talked about Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind, this is a movie that can just play on repeat. Over and over and over, both sonically and visually. He he repeats that trick visually. And it is just thunderously effective every time I've seen it. It's a film that that makes me emotional. Uh, every time. I, listening to it, it can make me emotional. I, I don't know why it works so strongly for me, but it does. And it. I, I, I really think it will for you, too, if you have any appreciation for, for the art of the musical or for really... Fabulous and inventive camera work and making a musical seem very personal. Even more than Hedwig, this feels more more hermetic. If this feels like the two of them singing at you. And yet it doesn't feel it doesn't feel oppressive, it doesn't feel blocked in. It, you're just so emotionally in tune with the two of them that you are with them through this journey and everybody It's a
0: fabulous movie.
1: I'm gonna shut up and let you talk now.
0: <laughs> well, I will say when we first brought up this subject. You broached this movie, like you said. And I knew this was going to be on Perry's list. Yeah, yeah, So I should probably watch it. And I did watch it. <laughs> and honestly, first off, then I looked up how this was done on stage. And I don't know, how, like, how he came up with the idea. Like, I guess when you see it, it makes sense. But I know in the, in the actual stage show, they are only together during the wedding sequence. Yes. And other times they are on opposite ends of the stage. Yes. Which is not what he does in this movie. Um, I really liked this movie. Good, um, I'm glad. I, I and I think what I love the most, and I 100 percent agree with you. Anna Kendrick is just <sighs> amazing. Like how I had to go back and look. I'm like I don't remember her getting nominated for an Oscar no. for this. No, one how was she not? Because that is a performance that, like you said, every emotion is there, and just her face sells the entire thing like yeah there are moments in that the um well the the scene where he proposes to her he he gets so close to them it is so it is almost I almost felt uncomfortable watching it because (laughs) it's very intimate yes this is a movie that is very intimate all and it's all sold with her eyes like her she has I think the best eyes (laughs) in, in movies for conveying emotion and yeah the music's a ton of fun um but also rips your heart out of you oh every Uh, time and there is that kind of emotional whiplash uh i I really i love her in this um i did get a little confused sometimes when the timelines were butting up against each other Uh it it was easy for me to get lost i don't i don't think i would ding it on that though because i think that is actually very true to when you look back to how things feel like good moments butt up against bad and it all kind of melds together Um, the only problem I have was I feel like the character of Jamie it's very hard for me not to just see him as a douchebag and he there's I don't know if Jeremy Jordan just doesn't sell me that extra level I wanted or if it's not there on the page but that was the only thing I feel like
1: he was just kind of a douchebag it's it's a and if you watch it again, you may change your mind. Okay. Okay. It is really some. It is. It is. It is a remarkable film with how it can push and pull and okay, talk I can on see you. That. It is. She gets. The, the, why you feel that way mm-hmm. is that she gets. She gets the angry, sad songs first. Yes. You okay. are with her structurally and emotionally at the beginning, and it's hard to go the other way. Okay. Um... And yes, for reasons he he is. I, I I don't disagree with you that he is those things. And at the same time, he's he's not entirely unlikable, and nor is he entirely wrong. No, <laughs> to to make the decisions he makes in the movie, he is not. There, there are reasons. There are there are absolutely valid reasons why he ends up doing what he does in the movie. Okay. Uh, and you don't again. If you see it a second time, which I hope you do, because oh, I truly think be it a is. Movie. I see even it. if you just listen to it, it works. Yeah. That that movie soundtrack works.
0: It is a movie that as soon as it was over, I went to Spotify and pulled up the soundtrack. And said, <laughs> I'm
1: like, I I really like the
0: music in this, and I will be revisiting it because even if it's just for Anna Kendrick, who is who is an actress who doesn't always work for me, and maybe it's just more of the movies she ends up in. <laughs> um, usually when she shows up, I like her, and then I don't like the movie. <laughs> um, but I think she's really good here and it, it is a shame that she wasn't nominated for anything it's- or that it, I, this would be a movie I would feel like would become kind of like a cult thing where people would slowly start gravitating. Oh. it. And I know it's been on Netflix, um, a few times. Yes. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend seeking that out. I think it is, it, it definitely was a strong contender for should I bump something off the list and, and add it on but I knew you'd have it on your yes. list yes
1: um, it was my favorite film of that year and it will be in my top five for the best of the decade later this year it's, and I, I think it's an, I think it's a fabulous movie that is I, 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 I bemoan the fact that people don't even know it exists it's, like,
0: <laughs> it's so good and I was really curious too I, I was really curious the budget for it which is something like two million dollars yeah, nothing when you, can, when you consider Hedwig it is six million dollars to make that movie <laughs> And this is not a criticism. This is actually a compliment. You can feel him stretching that budget. Because I was watching it going, this had to be a shoestring movie. And yet, he's pulling off some really intricate music sequences. Yeah. Um, You can... I I don't know. I feel of all the movies on the list, this had to be the trickiest to pull off because of the fact that you don't get sung through movies. No, there is...
1: In case this isn't clear, there is practically no spoken dialogue yeah. in the movie. There are a couple of throwaway lines from secondary characters. Mm-hmm. They don't talk to each other. in the, I mean, they're singing. But, and again, they're not singing dialogue. It's not an opera. Mm-hmm. I, I hate... I, it's such a difficult film to explain because it does everything yeah. so right. And you think you know what it is and you don't know what it is.
0: I'm also going to pull out my Hamilton nerdery here. Mm-hmm. Go uh, ahead. So there is... and an, th- As much as I might think Jamie's a little one-note... He does have the great song, Nobody Needs to Know. Oh, yeah. There's a line where he sings, Nobody Needs yes. to Know. And I was like, something like registered in my brain. I'm like, I have heard that before. Yes. And I, so I went over and I pulled off my annotated Hamilton lyrics. And I went to the song, um, Note of This. Yep. Yeah. And he had a footnote. He's like, I knew I had this song about infidelity. I knew there was a great song about infidelity from another great musical. I called up the author and said, can I use that line? Yeah. Um, it was very intentional.
1: We we noticed it right away when we first listened to the Hamilton soundtrack as well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this, is, this is a fan favorite at my house as well.
0: For, yeah. That is a uh, that's a really good choice. That is a very solid a choice. It's fabulous. Film. It is a movie I will be watching several times. I, I can see that. Um, so my last movie is definitely one I could talk about for a while too. It was my number one pick for the year. It came out, which I believe was 2016. Uh, it is John Carney's Sing Street, uh, uh, which is a movie i knew nothing about i actually have you to thank for this we were recording our old podcast oh and we were talking about yeah you know, i think we were just kind of bantering before we recorded and i'm like oh, "Have you Oh, seen anything good you wanted to get to the maple theater to see sing street yeah and i'm like i've never heard about sing street and so i kind of looked it up and i was like oh it's by the guy who did once i like once uh, i should i should pencil that in and then it disappeared from theaters <laughs> yeah And so I... They tried and tried, uh,
1: but we just didn't take...
0: I knew it was getting a release on DVD. And so as soon as it came out on DVD, I was like, you know, I have enough faith in this. I'll just go buy it. I'll I'll go buy it. I don't want to wait to rent it or anything. So I went and bought it, watched it that night. I had had a crappy day. I think my wife was out of town. I was just angry, had a bad day. And this movie (laughs) salvaged that entire day because I was so overjoyed watching this movie, so in love with this movie, that when my wife came home a week later, I was like, we're sitting down tonight, we're watching Sing Street, because this is a great movie. And she did not love it as much as I did, but that's okay. I still love her. Uh, But this is a movie about a uh, boy in 1980s Dublin. He's kind of having a rough go of things. His parents are going through a rough time. He's at a really crappy Catholic school. He meets a girl. Uh, He tells her she should model in his music videos. Um, But then he has to form a band. And... (laughs) That's the movie. Uh it really kind of follows a lot of the themes that Carney explores over and over again, which is the way that music, making music with other people can heal us mm-hmm. and kind of give us an identity. Yep. Um I think it is his most ambitious and polished work, uh, and we'll get to
1: once in a moment. But um, I want to talk about Begin Again too. I actually really like Begin Again.
0: I, I like Begin Again. I do feel it's a little like Once Again, but I do like. I, I feel like that movie gets a bad rap. But uh, anyways, he's he's always interested in the idea of you know healing that comes with art. It's broken people who find some yeah. sort of healing, making art with another person. Always music. Um, and it's not just the fact that they love music, they love the collaboration between it and it helps them grow. And I think here he delves even harder into the way that that can be an escape. It's a way out for people because 1980s Dublin pretty much looks like 1980s Detroit in some cases, (laughs) you know, he, you want him to get out. And so this is, this is kind of an escape. It's a way to find your voice. Um, I love the songs in this movie. I I listened to the soundtrack quite a bit. I think there was a hook where people were trying to sell this movie as, oh, yeah, they're all spoofs of 80s songs. I'm like, that's not what this movie is. They are not spoofs of 80s songs. They are homages to 80s music because the whole point of this is the way he finds his voice is the same way I found my voice as a writer or anyone finds their artistic voice. You copy what you love until your voice clicks. And I love that. I I love (laughs) the idea that, you know... He is copying the music he likes, and then he finds something that clicks with him. Um, There's a moment in it, uh, the drive it like you stole it scene, Uh where he he has this fantasy of everything going right, and the song is perfect for that moment, and it's just this moment where he's imagining getting everything he wants, and the movie just soars during that entire scene. I love that scene. Um, there's a romance to it but that's really I don't even think the whole point of the movie that's kind of the impetus to get in making <laughs> music yes um, I love the idea that collaboration like it's not a way to get back at your enemies it's a way to draw them in there's a bully in this movie who the way they handle him and bring him in to the art they're making, I love that. I, like this is a movie I just I love, and I haven't even mentioned Jack Rayner yet, who steals the movie with the line "I'm a I was a fucking jet engine." And, oh, I love this movie. I I love this movie. It is my favorite John Carney movie. I know there will be people who are emailing and saying I got it wrong. I should have put once. It was a struggle. I adore once. Once is fabulous. This this is a movie that I just... So is this. this, Yeah, yeah, this is... The heart wants what it wants. And I (laughs) I love Sing Street. It was my favorite movie of 2016. Once is a great movie as well.
1: Um, Yeah, and I I will also say that there's a lot about Begin Again I like. I really... I I quite like Begin Again. Now, granted, that's because I pretty much would watch Mark Ruffalo make eggs and think this is a fascinating two hours. I I think he's a flawless actor. Mm -hmm. Uh, he sells a lot of this. I like Begin Again so much because it is, it is once, it is exactly, once again. it is what, it, it's exactly what you do after you have a, a band has a really great first album. They make that album again with a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. And I have no complaint with that, with this. I, I think it's a great movie. Sure. And I think, I actually think on the whole, there are more better songs in it than are in once. There's really only two musical sequences in once as I think Yeah, that I mean of, there's a matter. lot of,
0: the soundtrack is full of music. Yes. But there's not, a lot of its
1: background in the movie, or maybe just exactly. lost
0: off for five seconds.
1: Exactly. Uh, so I think it's a better musical, <laughs> uh, and even even Sing Street pushes being a musical. <laughs> it does. It's really. Not, but it is. It's fine. I I, I yeah. have no problem. I, 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 I'm not interested in having that. I, it's, it's close enough. It's fine. Yeah, sure. If I, I I that's what kept me from considering all three of those. and okay, just like okay. they're not quite musicals as strict as I want to do it for this sure. list. I'm fine calling them. Yeah, musicals.
0: and I I definitely was like it eh, does it work, and I'm like, yep you know what? Do Maybe it. I like it.
1: Do <laughs> it. Do it.
0: But no, it's yeah. Uh, I really I love when I see Jack Rainer show up in anything just because of his role <laughs> in this movie, even though. I don't know that I've seen him do anything great but I love him in this um and this is just I, I don't know like I don't know if any movie gets the joy of making art <laughs> as right as this does or once or beginning yeah. like he understands it's not just oh we're not just gonna do some fun songs the, there's joy in actually producing that. and I, I can't think of another artist who is making movies like that that is just saying it's just as fun yep. to make art yep yeah, yeah, I really That's like this movie. Um, so we have a fourth. We have a fourth, and it was the one uh, I th- we both had this on our list. I think it's an obvious choice, but uh, it's an obvious choice because it's the right choice. Perry, <laughs> you want to say
1: what it is? What's the, what's the fourth? That the fourth? would be uh, Baz Luhrmann's Moulin Rouge. Yes, yes. Which is a. Uh, I understand the people that hate this movie. <laughs> I do. Yes. I get it. Uh, I don't share that opinion whatsoever. Uh, This was one of the great movie-going experiences of my life. I saw it at either a Friday or Saturday night opening weekend, full-packed showing, at a theater in Ann Arbor. I was excited for this. I had loved Strictly Ballroom, Baz Luhrmann's uh, first film. I was okay with Romeo and Juliet. But I was excited for this. I'd heard such good things about it. And I remember a half hour in, watching a stream of old people. Walk out of the theater <laughs> never to return and I thought oh I didn't realize how divisive it because I was savoring yeah. it and then I, I was thinking oh oh okay yes I can see how that would throw you off if you weren't if you were expecting a musical and got this in your oh, face yes. I can understand how but and I have never had an experience close to this during the last during Satine's death sequence mm-hmm. those those black backgrounds and their two pale faces cut back and forth between surrounding me are i realized for the first time like high school and no definitely not out of college uh girls all around and they are sobbing they are gone and it's not it's not show off crying they are having yeah. The moment that Baz Luhrmann has constructed for them to have. And I, it's one of those few times where I went, oh, I so respect this movie. Because <laughs> I was nowhere close to cry. I, I, it did not have me mm. in that capacity. And I think we can talk about this. I'm not much of a crier during movies. It doesn't happen. Mm. It happens exceedingly rarely. Uh, I was loving, I adored the movie all the way through. Uh, to see something work... And, and alienate at the same time. i had yeah. never had that experience. Not to that strong a degree for a movie. And it, it has always stuck with me. On top of the fact that I think the film's just a, just a damn masterpiece.
0: I, I I think it's a flawless piece of work. I saw it when it opened. Uh, it was probably about a weekend, so I didn't have any walk-ups. People kind of knew what to expect at that yeah. point. But I just remember being, oh, this is something I haven't seen before. You know, this is... Just even the choice to use modern pop music (laughs) in the way he does where sometimes it's very sincere like the elephant love medley yes is a yeah that is a wonderful movie moment for me and i love how just dripping with sincerity that is but then he can pivot and do the like a virgin moment which is so silly and works so perfectly um i watched this a few years ago with my wife on valentine's day uh, we were just it was we were at home because we have kids and we're like well, what movie should we watch? Let's watch a movie for Valentine's Day. I'm like, what about Moulin Rouge? I haven't seen that in a while. And that movie that that movie should only be watched on Valentine's Day. <laughs> it is a perfect movie because one issue I'd always had with it, and it did, I didn't reconcile with it until that night, is I'm like,
1: Moulin Rouge
0: is a mess. It is a oh. bursting at the seams especially messy yes movie and like the tone is all over the place and it's so heightened. And it, is it camp? Is it? I, I couldn't. I, I'm like, this is just a mess that is barely holding together. What is it? And then I watched it on Valentine's Day. I'm get and I get it. I'm like, because this is when someone is in love. This is the movie they make. <laughs> this is the movie that personifies that weird, over the top, bursting feeling of being in love. And if it wasn't a mess, it would not work. And I love the fact that this movie is so just ready to fall apart any second like a giant puppy dog. (laughs) Um, I also love, you can just also feel like Baz Luhrmann kind of just seeing, oh, I can do this all digitally now. Yeah. What can I do with this? Yes. And I think even more than George Lucas with Star Wars, I think this is the movie that was like, how far can we can we get weird with digital stuff? (laughs) Because this movie, it was the first one I remember where the camera is just swooping for miles and in and out of things, and it's such a big movie. Yeah. Like, emotionally big. I I, I love it, and Jim Broadbent is... (laughs) I, I can't see him anything else without thinking of this movie. He is... oh.
1: It's the film where we found out and McGregor can sing. Oh, he's good. Well, he's fantastic.
0: That's also why this is not like La La Land. but <laughs> Which is a movie I like. I, I've dragged it. I like La La Land.
1: But um, it was not in
0: consideration for my list. But um, he can sing. I think Nicole Kidman has a really good voice. Um,
1: it, it is... What I love about it and why I think it works for being as frenetic as it is. And it is edited in a way that normally I repel. I mm-hmm. would not normally it's busy. so be drawn to a film that is made like this. But it is that moment where it is obviously so heartfelt. You get that sense that the people that made the movie love the movie. Oh, yeah. They're not made they didn't make it this way because they think you'll love it this way. Mm-hmm. They made it because they are high. On this, yeah. on this pure, sweet rush of love, as you <laughs> said. And, it, and to base, to hook the whole thing emotionally into, into Nature Boy, the, the classic song, the Nat and Cole version being the most famous probably, that, you know, just to, to be loved and to be loved in return. Mm-hmm. To hook the entire thing on that at the beginning and the end is so smart, is to make such a smart play to point out the history of... Of the expression of love in popular culture, mm-hmm. <laughs> not just art, but all of popular culture, to to ha- to encompass all of that, this is it's an accomplishment, and I understand that it gives people a headache. I understand that people just re- just repel from it,
0: but it was a success. It made a
1: hundred oh, million. Oh, it was a huge it did really hit. Well. And, but there are still there are certainly oh, yeah. critics who hate it, and there are certainly people I know whose opinions I love who hate it, it and I understand that. And I don't, it's, I, you, you cannot convince me otherwise. It is. it is
0: one of those movies where, again, every time I watch it, I'm like, is this gonna be the time it falls apart? And usually it's the first five to ten minutes, I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. Like, cause it takes a while for you to pick up the tone. Uh, Because it it moves very frantically in those first few minutes. Oh yeah! And then the instant they make it into the Moulin Rouge, and the uh, smells like Teen Spirit kicks in. (laughs) That is where I'm like, "Yep, movie's got the hooks on me again." I I love this movie. I'm all in. Uh, Chips in. What was the movie you thought I was going to have on my list?
1: Knowing your tastes and knowing your loves and knowing your preconceptions, I am shocked there was no mention of Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog.
0: I wouldn't have even considered it um, because it didn't get a theatrical
1: release. It wasn't. Oh, who
0: cares? Come on. How long is it? It's like twenty minutes, right? Oh, so long. I thought it was closer to an hour. It it might be. It's also it's been a very long time since I've seen Doctor Horrible's Sing Along Blog. That's what I thought you would go with. I do like it. I do like it, but it has probably been a good eight years since I've watched that. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, yeah. I I would like to cheat and mention one more. Sure, go ahead. A film that. if you want to talk about an original movie musical, mm-hmm. uh, but that requires a, a, a certain background knowledge to come to it, but it's totally worth it. If you have that Todd Haynes Bob Dylan film. I'm not here is excellent. especially if you're a Dylan freak, it okay. is, it is a film for Dylan freaks, truth be told, but it truly, that's your playing with the art form in really interesting ways. Uh, and it contains a bunch of really great performances, I, not the least of which by Kate Blanchett, who plays Dylan in one of his many incarnations in the movie.
0: I feel like they sent me a screener for that one year, and I
1: never got around to It's a it. film I never recommend unless I know somebody really well. I, I would never say you need to see this, but uh, it's a film I dearly love. Of the big Todd Haynes musicals, I far prefer it to Velvet Goldmine. I think it's a much oh. better movie, uh, That maybe because I love Bob more than I love Glamrock. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's worth checking out. I, I didn't want to put it on the big list because all those films on the big list I would really encourage almost anybody to check out and see. Sounds good. But if you've never seen it, you're interested. Yeah, I'm not here. It's worth a look.
0: Uh, also, you mentioned uh, all that
1: jazz. We should do a uh, an episode on that. So, on I would love to. Maybe we do it like it's Patreon. The, it is the 40th anniversary of it winning the Palme d'Or this year, so I think it's a perfect time to step up. When does play. that uh, Criterion come out? Uh, all that jazz is out. All that oh, okay, jazz is okay. available yeah, on Criterion, okay. I'm pretty sure. Yes, I that's know That's right,
0: that's right. It's Hedwig that's that's good. Hedwig's yes. coming. And oh we get
1: to talk about Fussy Burton. Fuzzy Vernon on FX, which I'm enjoying the great Michelle Williams.
0: Well so you're gonna need to stay tuned to that, but if you wanna hear that, head over to Patreon. You're gonna wanna subscribe to the bonus content. Uh, $5 a month gets you access to some really great bonus content we're going to have for you uh, in the meantime Perry where can people find you you can
1: find me on Twitter at Perry loves film you can find me on Facebook where I friend pretty much anybody uh, you can find me in the uh, every you can hear me every Friday morning on WLBY on, in Ann Arbor on the Lucy and Lance show or find that show online I'm on talking about new movies every Friday and you can probably find me in the middle of the third row at your local movie theater alright you can find me
0: at Michigan Sports and entertainment where i run the entertainment division you can hear read my retro reviews read my cross streams uh read my movie reviews uh, you can listen to my other podcast wasting time where we talk about pop culture every wednesday and follow me on twitter at mere christianity and we'll be back